Hey, what's up, man? Uh, been a while since we last saw each other. How have you been? Hey, man. Yeah, it's been a couple months, but it's, I mean, I've been good. Thank God. How How's about you? Well, family, yeah, she, my, I have my baby daughter. She's five months now. She turned five months uh, the 8th of February. So she's growing. She's rolling around. Uh, we've been busy. Uh, we both work. Your, my wife, your sister. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, bu- we've been busy, but we've been good. Thank God. Yeah, that's good. How about church? Busy. Yeah. Um, I mean, weddings. Uh, we've been helping the church, the community. Uh, we've been doing with the step that we've uh are in. For all those and, who don't know, the steps. Uh, pretty much, Cristobal is in. In oh, by the way, uh, introduce yourself that way. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, hello everyone. My name is uh Cristobal. I am married to Joe's sister, uh, Shelby. Uh, we have one daughter she's five months and um I, that's it i work for an uh audio and video company and that's it <laughs> and what he means by step it's it's something in church that they do um kind of like stages in in a group that he's and that we're both in actually uh, the, each stage is pretty much called a step uh Kind of like advancements in, in the group, but uh, well, that's good, man. Yeah, being busy is, is always something good. Uh, keep, keeps you out of trouble, really. Um, yeah. But it's funny. Uh, I got sick last week. Uh, my birthday was Saturday, as you know, and I, I was I was pretty much dying. I mean, my wife wanted to take me to the hospital. Um, I had I, I still have some some soreness uh, on my lip from where I grew a little blister from the fever. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it sucked. It sucked. My birthday wasn't the best this year. Uh, hopefully next year it's better. Um, and it's funny how everything just coincides with Valentine's day. Uh, the topic, I actually let you pick your topic and I feel that it's kind of how God puts things in place because tomorrow is Valentine's day. Uh, but time you viewers are will listen to this it'll be valentine's day so the topic that cristobal felt uh, that he was comfortable talking about has been life before and after high school and marriage so pretty much a love life uh, a, a great episode for valentine's day um so you know what Let, let's get down to it man um how'd you meet my my sister <laughs> yeah this uh well this all goes back to brazil at the world youth day in 2013 um i mean you were there with us uh in this trip in this world youth day this encounter uh, where the where the church goes and has an encounter with the pope and my parish in garland uh went to the trip with santa clara the parish that i'm now in um and from there i met shelby my wife um i was very young i was 15 years old she was 17 at the time um but in in that in that um in that trip um for some reason i 
I stood up for the vocation of priesthood <laughs> and um, that kind of separated our own little ways. Um, I was still in high school. She was almost done with high school. Um, and from then, she, um, I was in the uh, pre-vocational call, uh, center and I was almost getting sent to what is called the Mercaba, the Puerto San Giorgio. But I decided to stay in, in my town in Garland um, to finish high school. Um, and I, I saw that God's will, I, I prayed for him to show me his will. Um, and that's where Shelby, uh, she had a previous relationship before me. And um, it all coincided. She ended the relationship. And I saw that Shelby was for me. And um, I prayed. I prayed and we had the next World Youth Day in, in Poland in 2016. And from there, I made it my mission to get to know her more, to um, to get to know her. And and she got to know me. And after the trip, that's when we started officially dating. And from there, it's just I see that God has put us in the right path to, to be together. And after... A uh, couple years of dating, we um, being in a Christian relationship. Um, at at the end, we we saw that it was God's will to to get married, and I proposed. And from there, now we're married a year and a half later. Have a with a five uh, month old. With a five month old, that's how the story. That's a love story. Just for some lingo out there, pre-vocational is for those who who felt it calling to uh, the religious life or the or the priesthood. And uh, what happens is each city, um, depending on how many guys or girls uh, stood up to this call, uh, they gathered together and uh, with some with some elders of the church, and they kind of see. Uh, who's ready to move on to the next step, which would be to go experience that life in, either in a convent or in a seminary um, where I was actually, I lived for about four or five years in the seminary uh, discerning whether or not I wanted to be a priest. And that's what he was trying to do at, after Brazil. Um, but uh, that's crazy, man. So you in high school, fell in love with your now wife mm -hmm. yes how how did that work out because we all know that high school is pretty much one of the toughest places to grow up as a guy especially se sexually so how was that waiting for a girl that you really liked but then there were more girls there in your path and the the, the year difference which was maybe about a year and a half two years so mm -hmm. how hard was it for you to to get by high school and, and start dating her after. Yes. Um, it was very hard to, to be in high school, especially in my teenage years. But what truly helped me uh, was the pre-vocational meetings. Um, every Saturday, once a month, um, as you said, these, these people, the, the, the elders, which are our catechists, um, they they have this reunion with all the for all the 
young men that feel this vocation for the priesthood or the religious life. And going to these encounters once a month, every Saturday, um, really, really helped me profoundly uh, listening to the, what the catechesis, um, scrutinizing the word, having uh, time with the other, other men, other young men that had the same calling as I did. This really helped me from, again, falling into temptation with other women, um, with other girls in high school, which it was really tough, but I, I did not have a girlfriend throughout my high school, um, throughout my high school career. Uh, I was, I was really focused on, on the vocation, on the, um, I was taking it seriously. And that, that, again, that really helped me in that sense. And to wait patiently for Shelby, it was tough. Don't get me wrong. It was very tough. The patience is, it's not easy, but it was, if it wasn't for the pre-vocational every, every Saturday, I would have, yeah, I would have not waited. So kind of changing, slowing the pace down a bit. What did you think life was going to be like after high school? Being in high school, what did you think it was going to be after? What were your plans, your goals? Yes, um, I really, I was in, I was in soccer. Uh, I was in the varsity team. Um, I really thought I was going to have a, a career, not in soccer in particular, but I wanted to play soccer in college be in a team, um, be more athletic. I also, uh, I like guitars. I wanted to see how to make guitars. I wanted to be a luthier, what it's called. The luthier is someone who makes guitars. Uh, I was in high school. I, I took classical guitar lessons. I took it. I took that very serious too, but I, I didn't make it to be a luthier. Uh, in the Spanish uh, career, uh, I also wanted to be a teacher in the Spanish mm -hmm. field. Um, I had all these goals in after high school because that, those were the stuff that I was really into. Um, but none of that, none of that happened. Um, Why? None of that. Um, the main reason I I started working um, after high school. I did go to college. Um, but the main reason, I guess, I found this technical career, uh, the audiovisual field. Um, it's doing what is called AV, audio and video and cameras. And from there, I, I like I liked what I do. Um, it was thanks to you, too, to be honest. You're the, you're the one who, who got me into this job. We started the same day. Uh, and I made it my focus and my goal to, to learn as much as I could, as uh, much as I can. Um, and now I'm in the field, I'm programming, I, I'm certified on control four and I'm still taking classes to persevere in, in this field because it's everyday technology changes. And um, so pretty much something, just another passion overcame the other ones. Yes. And essentially, yes. And thanks to you. I remember you, you're the one that told me, man, I found this job, come join me. And, and when you were living here in, in Dallas, um, yeah. And I, since then on, I was scared. I was, I had fears and, uh, but it didn't hurt to try. Yeah. yeah. You risked it. Hey, yeah. just like uh, Forrest Gump said, you never know what you're going to get inside a box of chocolates. Because <laughs> that's what life is, you know? I mean, it's a risk. Just, I mean, 
getting out of high school, I mean, I see it now myself. I'm a big risk taker, as you know. Uh, yes. I risk, and sometimes my family takes a blow, but I know that that risk is going to get me somewhere. Um, and that's something that, that you did, and it turned out well for you on the first try. Um, but you, and you never stopped. You, you didn't just stop learning. You kept on learning, and you wanted more and more. And that's what I feel made you who you are today as well. You, you're a person who perseveres, who being in, in in trouble, you don't just rush into the first thing that you see. You stay with it, which is good. But then you have the other me, the other side, which is me. Uh, I like to risk. You know, I'm comfortable somewhere. I don't like to be comfortable. I'd rather be kind of moving the waters a bit, trying to experience something different. Um, and what main differences do you see from your high school years to your grown-up years? There's there's a lot of differences. Um, first, I mean, physically, <laughs> uh, <laughs> being in high school, as I mentioned, I was in soccer. I was very athletic, uh, working out, uh, off-season, uh, being in the track, uh, running, running. Uh, what else? I'm now. I'm. I'm. I have a dad bod, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> you you went to the clubs. Uh. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed my years after high school. Uh, I went to the. I mean, yeah, I learned. I went to the clubs. I. So you I, weren't I, you weren't one of those high school kids that would get a little fake idea IDs to go to the club. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, that was not me. Uh, I I thought. I mean, I I thought I'd had the, the mature face but no i i did not i did not look old enough to go into the clubs i i waited till i was 18 i believe oh, 18 I, legally yeah but uh i mean again uh, differences my my physical i mean now now looking back into the pictures uh i want to i want to slim down a bit uh start exercising again for my own personal health and well-being uh it's tougher now because again there's been multiple years that has passed by but um that's one of them um the the life i mean living with your parents and now own, like living in my own personal i mean living in a house with my wife and my child responsibilities responsibilities hit different you know what bills are like uh everything the house needs maintenance so water lines break Washing machine doesn't work. The refrigerator, uh, you go mow the lawn. There's responsibilities that don't stop. Um, and that's one of the main differences, you know, living at home with parents. You, you, I still had responsibilities, don't get me wrong. But now it's like all the weight is yeah. is on me. It's, you're the, you, you're had, the you had this much responsibilities on your parents. Yeah. You have this much now. Well, correct. Yep, that's exactly right. So, and I, so, I feel it. So you would you say that marriage brought positive things to your life, or uh, more negative? No, no, a hundred percent positive things. Um, hundred percent. It, yep, it's like it's making me it's making me uh, realize, you know, you know, putting and again having God in between. It's like He's making me uh, a man of of faith, I guess, a man of uh, of who can trust in him because it's, if I do it on my own, I, I, I can't, it's like, 
it's the weight is too heavy to carry on my shoulders. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's something that I guess people need to experience in order for them to believe. You know, I feel that a lot of people nowadays, uh, it, marriage doesn't really exist anymore because uh, they feel like it'll change everything. You know, let's just live together because a piece of paper can destroy a lot of things. You know, I've, I've, I actually have I've worked with a couple of people that, that have said that they'd rather just live together because they're afraid that once a piece of paper comes in between them, then their marriage is not going to last because they've seen other people's marriages get destroyed because of a paper. So people mm -hmm. think marriage is a paper, pretty much. Something you sign together that... that pretty much authorizes you to live together, have last names together, share everything together, and pretty much it's a negative. It's it, instead of being a positive. So it's 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 great that you talk about it um, in that way, you know, because I mean, honestly who re who's you're one of those people, right? I remember you wanted to have certain things before you got married. But at the end, it's it's harder than what people think. It's not about just, oh, I want to have a house by the time I get married. Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's more than that. If you if you can do it, you can do it. That's great. It's not a bad thing. I'm, don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing. But I feel people uh, try to rush into it and kind of let that get over them. And they kind of destroy a relationship they have just because they want their plans to go through instead of allowing uh, and what, you know, allowing God to take their hand and guide them to marriage, you know? Um, and by all means, if the person can get a house, go for it. Cause living in an apartment is not it. Right. Uh, at least in our experience, we, we, it's, it's just been difficult. You know, God has put us in, in a very tight spot, but, uh, but there's so many positives in marriage. It's not just it's not just a piece of paper. It's not just an idea. It's actually something that helps both grow. I mean, tell us a little bit about about your relationship with my sister. How yeah. is it? I mean, I'm pretty sure you don't agree on everything. Oh no, yeah, we we both have different. Uh, we both don't agree on certain things on mindsets. Uh, you know, I growing up in a family where. Uh, partying not partying but uh, like Saturday nights having people over or uh, staying up late uh, stuff like that you know now having Shelby in my life and having a baby you know you're limited to to stay later to uh, have people not people over but you're you're limited to the time uh, and then I'm still like in that mindset of but no you know I want to keep having a little bit more fun with uh with a guest or, or, uh, or not, not only that, but also, uh, yeah, she, I mean, we, again, we both don't have the same, the same mindsets, but at the end of the day, uh, we, you we balance each to, other out. Yes. Yes. We have to yeah. come and communion and agree on these, on these things. That's just an example. Uh, also, the car, I mean, who drives what, uh, who takes Jimena to this, or do you go to the store by yourself, or do I do I stay with her? 
stuff like that you know it's just and then now yeah. being parents i mean that changes it changes uh it changes the lifestyle of both of us and and it's but it's for the good for the good not for the bad yeah. for the good it, 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 do you apologize to each other oh yeah 100 percent um so I, a, a question just came up okay it's important to apologize of course but is it for example when me and my wife argue and i and if i saw i did something wrong or said something wrong then i'll go and apologize and i'll tell her why and i'll take i'll take full responsibility for something that i said or if she said it i mean it's easier for me for her it's a little bit harder but she does do it mm-hmm. uh, do, is there something like that in your relationship where if you offended her you would go back and say i'm sorry and kind of say why and take full responsibility for it or it's just an apology and that's it no uh when i apologize uh because i've done something wrong i do i tell her that i'm that I'm, i apologize and i tell her why as you said because it doesn't for me it's like i can't just be cold about it and say uh forgive me just forgive me you know i have to say because i was this this and this or i didn't you know and uh i have to explain why as you said and it's harder for i guess for for me to let my pride down a little bit and you know and and bow your head bow my head but it's necessary for for marriage because if it wasn't for forgiveness if it wasn't for this then you know marriage could as you said could get destroyed and yeah. that's not that's not what we want and the, the forgiveness is is very important um and we try to also if, if before the night ends again like you know reconcile if we've said something that we weren't supposed to say and it's very important to not we 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 take it that very serious i take that very serious to to not go to bed without being at peace with each other yeah and so you were talking about being parents how how has that been what, what what kind of an experience do you have with that i mean you're only five months in it's not that your baby's really moving much but how has that changed you i because it's changed me i mean not drastically yet i mean but i it's changed me a bit you know to kind of uh like you said as well, you know, put my pride down, put my stuff down to go and, and help my wife, go help or go play with my son. I see that he wants to play with me, um, then I'll play with him. And even if I want to do something else, you know, um, what's your experience so far with it? Yeah, um, having my baby's name is Jimena. Having Jimena in my life, in our life, has been uh, life changing for sure, but in a good way. Uh, the sleepless nights. She's still five months in. Uh, she still depends a lot on you know waking up in the middle of the night, hungry. Uh, that has changed a lot. You know the sleeping routines. And I'm, to be honest, I like my sleep. <laughs> I like my sleep. Who I don't doesn't? Like <laughs> right. I don't like it to be disturbed. Uh, but this having my child having Jimena uh you know then then I realized you know the my my parents you know having having kids I was like 
well, we this noisy, you know, you, you, you go back and say, you know, I'm thankful or, or have this gratitude towards them because it's not easy. Um, and then the baby gets sick, you know, we had to, um, back in December, we had to take her to the emergency room because we thought she had, um, uh, the virus. What was it called? RSV. RSV. Thank God she didn't. You get those scare, those scary thoughts of yeah. My you know, son had it. Yeah, it's not fun. No, but you know, you you get those scary thoughts of like, oh wow, my child is sick. You know, I wish, you know, you you want to kind of have them overprotected and nothing happen and them having in the cloud, and um, but no, you know, stuff happens. Um, you were you you then I have and you said parenting in my experience. You know, having to worry more about, you know, that, that, cause before it was just me, you know, it was just taking care about myself. Uh, you know, that was the, I'm the oldest of, of four, but now that I have a, a child of, of uh, our child of our own, now it's like, it's not just me anymore. Now I have, I have my wife and I have a daughter and it's now you're, you're denying yourself first. To, to give my life to to my child to make sure she's okay she needs her diaper changed or she needs to be fed um and and it's and it's putting you know it's it's opening my eyes into reality of you know this is this is what a marriage is giving up my life for for my wife and for my for my child now um it's not easy but uh you know, with the grace of God, you know, it's, it's, it, it goes, it goes smooth sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's, par- it, it, yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, I, I kind of started this whole podcast experience with not wanting it to be strictly about God, about mm-hmm. religion, but it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for, for my fan, for me, actually, you know, that's, I was a seminarian and, it's impossible to talk about marriage and God. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. You have to put them together. And it's, it's, it's crazy because little by little, this, this whole thing is becoming religious, you know, kind of to open people's eyes a bit or to help people out, um, to hear experiences like yours, you know, I mean, parenting is not easy. I mean, if you don't have God, parenting becomes very difficult. If you don't pray, it becomes very difficult. Today I went to mass, and um, I was impressed with the with what the priest said. You know, he said because today the first reading was uh, Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I've never noticed was that Cain never opened his mouth. He never gave himself away. It was it was really God who already knew that something happened, and so it's. And, and the priest said, I've, in the context of the first reading, he said pretty much that whenever we're frustrated, you know, whenever we're frustrated, God already knows. But we cannot let our frustration take the, you know, get the best of us and us make a bad decision. And that's something that, I, that, that that's true to parenting, you know, because uh, we can be, we can be good parents one second and be the worst parents the next. Mm-hmm. It's like, because of frustration, we can overwhelm ourselves and 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 do something that's not right. And that, there goes our, the future. There goes the future of our kids. You know, we can traumatize them. We can do a lot of things. So even the way we parents, 
has uh, has something, you know. Um, but and kind of kind of uh, moving on a little bit to the next little topic of it, how has how have friendships involved evolved? I mean, uh, throughout the years, you know, from high school, of course, you have friendships, but then once you leave high school, a lot of them just part ways. Um, how have they evolved, and what kind of friends do you have now? Well, yeah. Uh, again, I'm going back to the soccer. Being the soccer team, I had a lot of friends. Uh, all of the soccer team was my. They were all my my buddies. They still are. I still talk to them. But after high school, they all parted ways. They all went to the universities uh, to study their careers. Um, they moved out of state, or um, and I, I mean, I didn't. I stayed here in Dallas. Um, so now my friendships are from from the group that you were talking about earlier in the community where um i mean we hang out with the the people who are our age and those are the mainly people who who we establish our friendship um and our our other friends i still talk to them my my soccer teammates but not in that in that close close up um, close as we were before. We would hang out. We were uh, after high school. We would go out and eat uh, after the games. Um, after even after graduating, we would still play soccer in the summer times. But we all just parted ways. Um, I still talk to a few of them, uh, but nothing nothing close all all my friendships are are here in the community and that's how we get along with the most well that's good man and what what up to now i mean how old are you i'm 25 okay 25 li- uh, years of life mm-hmm. let's say grown up grown up from 18 to 25 okay so what has grown up life taught you up to now uh, the responsibilities yeah they hit Did you guys consider yourself a lazy person before yes <laughs> but you still consider yourself lazy um no well yes and no uh i know i can do more um i also have goals even now that i'm a fr- I, I i do want to be a i want to do i want to go into the real estate eventually oh. you know I want to do, but not only I, not only just to sell homes and to do all that. I want to be in like an investor and flip homes, and okay. for that I want to have my own real estate license to oh, wow. to to do that. Have and you I don't want to not yet, but I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle. Of course, I I know I've in this career I've I've learned, but I still there's more to learn. But I like you said, you know, getting comfortable. It's it's a bad thing to be honest. You know, I, I I do consider that I am comfortable, and I know I can do more. Um, and I that's what I one of my goals is to to go into that. Now there's fears in that aspect. No, um, I have of of failing. Of what if I don't make it, or what if I don't get my real estate license, or I don't have any clients or business. Uh, but as you said earlier. Hey. It's all good, man. I I I kind of left my job to start my business, and my business didn't go. I had an LLC. I had I had my customers. 
and it just didn't go. Sometimes you won't know until you, you throw yourself out there. It's risky. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some it works, for some it doesn't. Maybe for you it'll work. Oh, well, you never know until you try. Right. And it's the scary part. Though. Yeah. But to kind of push you... yourself out there. Right. It's I have to risk and I have to first first I have to go to school to get my real estate license. So you had to go back to, to community college or what? Yes. Or go to community college or take some online courses um okay. to get to get my real estate license. Um I've done a little research, not not in depth, but just the overview. Just to get um, an idea. Yes. Just to get an idea. But it's I I mean, I'm excited. I it's t- it could take a year over a year to fully get your license but let's see let's see that's one of my goals and i don't want again i don't want to settle um man. that's been in my mind for years yeah like being a, a flipper like buying a broken down house yeah. uh remodel it and sell it and go to the next one it's been in my it's been in my dreams hey you're my brother-in-law i, I didn't even know that <laughs> uh that's that's good, man. That's actually a pretty good plan. Uh, keep going at it, man. Don't, don't, don't let anything stop you from it. Because uh, it's easy to get distracted from your goals. Very easy. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, small things will take you off course. But those small things take you off course to challenge you. It's it's your goal to get back on the road and continue. Um, but hey, go for it, man. I mean. Nothing's stopping you. You you go for it, no matter what. Yeah. Um. And so, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Okay. Your family's number one, but my wife, your wife, your wife, my sister, <laughs> is the number one. Yes. How? Um, how? Like? How can I ask this? Um. What? <laughs> what's the most? Hmm. What thing of her personality conquered you the most? Oh, well, her personality. Well, for, when I... Because she's not her, easy, let me tell you. <laughs> she, to be honest, she is a very simple, simple human being, simple person. Um, and what attracted me the most was her simplicity. I always mentioned that throughout her our relationship. Um, her simplicity, her her modesty, the way she dressed, uh, her prudence. Um, she was never. I mean, she she her style uh, kind of got engaged my my attraction to her, um, and that that really pushed me to to go after her because she wasn't like the rest of you know. I'm not trying to say she wasn't like provocative. Put it that yeah. way. She she was. Uh, her beauty, her inner beauty, and her outer beauty was attracted me a lot. And her eyes, uh, her per- I mean, her personality again. It was simple. She was straightforward. She is straightforward, but in a, in a good way. Like, um, and that that really engaged me into loving her. Um, again, you're right. She's your sister. You know her. You grew up with her. But I mean, it's it's who she is and i fell in love with who she is you needed that strictness in your life yeah she's been a really really um she's been she's been uh she's been straight uh how could i say it 
like um, she has pushed me to where I'm at now. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, same. Um, yeah, I have a wife who pushes me every single day. Keeps yeah. me on, keeps me straight. You on know? track. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. But it's good, man. Hey, I honestly I thank you for uh for coming on here, man. I, I know it's the uh, it's still the podcast is still green it's still very it's not right yet so i appreciate you coming on here kind of giving your experience um you know your love life your, your marriage how god plays a role in, in, in honest because i really wanted to ask you you know how god plays a role in, in your marriage in your, in your life but throughout the whole conversation you've actually answered that question um without god you don't I mean, I don't think you you or I would still be married, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that you're doing well. Um, I really do thank you. Um, and is, is there anything you'd like to say? Oh, I thank you for having me uh, for this in, for this chance for this interview. Um, again, I wanted to mention the your first episode of motivation it was really good. Your very first episode. That's when, when I heard it, I, that's what I wanted to say after the, the real estate. Uh, that's when I realized, you know, it's like there's there's motivation that people need to hear in life that they don't hear often. And if it wasn't for people like you or other motivators, um, but for, for your, yours, your first episode really touched me. And that's why I was like, you know what, I'm going to investigate. You know, I'm, I'm in this position in life that um, I want to do more. And like you kept saying, you know, the, the New Year's resolution episode that you brought out that Friday, um, you know, it's like it's not about New Year's. It's about having goals and attaining them because, yeah, New Year's, New Year's resolutions come before the, the, the day before New Year's and yeah. goals. You have to be persistent. And and it's true. You know, it's that that really. And I, that's why I'm thanking you for having me, because it's it's for people like you with this intention that have you know you pursue you encourage other people to to do more and to hey to i really settle. appreciate it man hey i just want the best for people man i mean yeah. that's the whole reason i and i thank you I, I it really doesn't it touches me it encourages me to continue because that's the whole point of the podcast the whole reason i wanted to talk was really to talk about things i have in mind but then i noticed that motivation is really lacking no one's mm-hmm. motivating anyone. Everyone's hating on each other. Uh, no one's thinking about anyone anymore. And it's funny because I'm one of those people who don't, I really don't engage much with people, uh, giving them something. But if I can offer something, if I can offer my time, I'll offer it. I'll give you my time. I I don't have much money, so I can't really help with money. But when if I do, I'll, I'll help you with something, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's rare to find people who would, actually give their whole entire thing their whole entire being to help someone and i and 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 that you really hey that's encouraging that really does help me because at least i know it's touching someone right you know and then now you are helping someone i know someone's going to listen to this and be like you know what maybe marriage is possible maybe i'm seeing marriage the wrong way maybe hell maybe at 25 i can make it because you have your house you have a job, a stable job. My sister has her career. You have a child. Uh, you're making it. 
It's not like it's not like you're just a twenty five year old and you've been married two years. Going into two years. Going to two years. So you got married at twenty three. Uh mm-hmm. twenty yeah, twenty three. Yeah. So you got married at twenty three. That's according to society, that's very early. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have actually, it's funny because I was reading a study the other day and they, it, they recommend, and I'm not going to say where the study was from because I don't want to kind of quote them, misquote them because it's from the top of my head, but they were saying that getting married before 25 is a, is a huge mistake. Uh, having kids before 30 is a huge mistake. And, you know, you are just an example of it's okay to marry before you're 25. If you know, you know. Why wait so long? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, when you got together, you were still young. That makes sense. But once you were of age to decide, you know what? This is the girl I'm going to marry. And why wait, for so, why wait so long to marry? And you right. took that step. That's very encouraging because not many people would do that. Not many people would put their youth to the side and give a whole entire life to the other person, you know, like I said, it's okay if you have the resources to, to have a home, to have everything before you get married. That's great. I have a friend who actually bought his house. I was his roommate, has a, had a career and everything. That's fine. And then, and then years later he married. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. If you can do it, do it, but don't stress about doing it. Let it come. And you're an example of that. You know, you're an example to all the youth, to all the people who who are really struggling and maybe are right now sitting the sitting very much with their with their uh, partners because they think that's the only way. And I'm not judging them. Hey, trust me, I had my share of sins. I had my share of sins. I'm not mm-hmm. I, I have I have no one to judge anybody. But there is a way out. There is a way to live better to live happier to live uh as if you uh, because you you won't you don't owe anybody anything and you're a perfect example of that and now you get to be part of this of this action that i'm taking you know being a motivator being someone to to uh although you're younger than me i kind of look up to you at at some some stuff you know because you do you did things that i wish i would have done at that age and I didn't, you know, my, my, my whole entire, pretty much from nine, 18, 18 to pretty much 23, I was in the seminary. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I couldn't do the things that you were able to do, you know, so I can't be the voice for those people because I, I don't have any experience on that, but you do. Mm-hmm. And that's great because now you help these people. You, you're, right. you're, you fill in the gaps. The people I'm going to have, the interviews I'm going to have with these people will fill in the gaps that I can't fill in because I can't talk about something I've never experienced. So now the people who are your age, younger, or even 25, 26, will listen to you and be like, wait, you know what? Maybe this guy, I don't know who the hell this guy is, but (laughs) he does make sense. Yeah, and it's not too late. It's not too late to to think about getting married. It's, it's It's... it's a step in life that um, it's for the better. And a lot of, as you said, people don't see it that way, but it's for the better, for the better of both of the man and the woman. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, you, for me, think, 
And it's funny because I, I, I have certain ideas, certain mentalities that actually my wife has helped me overcome because I was a little bit of a, you know, what we call in Spanish machismo, right? Uh, the woman does this, the woman does that. But then little by little, it didn't make sense to me. You know, I started changing that. But so when I met my wife, I had already changed certain views that I thought, no, women can do certain things. Men, we each had to play a role. But mm -hmm. the woman really does help the man develop that mindset. And then the man also helps the woman develop a certain mindset, you know. And it's mm -hmm. like we help each other. It's not that one has to become the boss of the other. Oh, no. It, it, it's a team. It's a team. It, it's a team. Uh, what am I trying to say? It, it's teamwork. Yeah. It's Which, is, not, in other words, is communion. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can't you can't live without this communion because if not, it it fails. And you need God. You honestly need God. You know, we of course we I grew up. My parents have been in this in this group uh, for uh, since nineteen ninety eight ninety nine around there, and so I grew up in this. And all I've ever heard in my whole entire life has been. God has to be the center of your marriage, of your relationship, of everything. And now that I'm married, it's true. Because trust me, with her personality and my personality, <laughs> we, we shouldn't be together right now. <laughs> no, it only it's only a miracle we're together and happy. It's not that right. that we push each other away. No, we're we're happy, but we do have our personalities. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> It's same here. We both have our personalities. We're we're happy with each other, but we have those moments where we crash. But it's necessary to build this this Christian marriage. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, Cristobal, thank you very much for coming on. Joe tells all, um, and I hope the people that listen to you are encouraged. And I invite every single one of you to um, support me down in the comments. If you're able to, you know, donate something for me to continue, I like I've said many times, I don't have any equipment. I'm actually I just bought a five dollar light. Uh, I'm using my iPad to do this, and I'd like to bring better pro, uh, better material in the future. Uh, and if you find it in your hearts to donate something, I would really appreciate that. If not, you can also leave a comment down below. Uh, you can go to my anger page to also leave me a message if you don't want anybody else to see it. Um, I'll leave all that down in the comment section. And uh, if you have any questions for for Cristobal, also leave them down in the comments. And uh, he'll, I guess he'll answer them. And yeah. uh, thank you very much once again. And I, I guess I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me again. And yeah, keep going, keep going with this podcast, dude. It's you're doing a fantastic job. And keep. I mean, that's all I can say. Keep it up. Thank you very much, man. Well, God bless and good night, man. Uh, God bless you too, man. Thank you. Bye. Good night.